do a lot of charities in our family. We support some of the charities here in Tokyo. Uh, we have an orphanage in Africa that we support. Uh, we also support animal shelters. You know, we kind of sharing the love. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Now I looked at your I looked at your at your um, YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I saw it actually this morning, and I saw mm. you talking about the, the the things you bought from the states, and you're putting some of it together. I looked at your first one, and I think the last oh, one. Okay. Wow, that's few. That's some yeah. years ago. Because the first one was two years ago. Okay. That was two enough. years ago. I don't even remember. And the last one you were showing how you could make antiseptic. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, homemade antiseptic mm. using vodka. Yes. Because <laughs> it doesn't smell. I yeah. said, go ahead. Girl. Yeah, I use actually, uh, I use a lot of natural products at home. So I can tell I make it, Yeah, I make it at home, a lot of it myself. And um, for part of my life, I've been teaching people how to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't know how you can put things together and that mm. you actually do not have to buy things. So that's kind of like part of my journey. Uh, yeah. Where were you born? Um, Czech Republic. Actually, at the time, it was Czechoslovakia. Okay. So I was born in a very small city in the communist Czechoslovakia. So do you have siblings? Yes, I have two sisters, both older. Both older. So how many years difference between you and them? Uh, well, nine years between me and my eldest sister okay. and four between me and my middle sister. Are they still okay? They, they are okay? still in Czech Republic. One of them, the eldest, lives close to where we were born where we lived and the other one lives about 30 kilometers from there so they are both there married children you know all the jazz what about mom and dad mom and dad still live in the same house where we moved in in 1980s really? and yeah. they're still together i mean from the yeah, beginning yeah still okay. together i Why? think the older generations were not divorcing as quickly as the mm -hmm. younger generations so what was it like for you so how long was it before you left czech republic uh how old were you when i you left? started to travel a lot when I was 18 but I came to Japan when I was 22 okay so that's when I basically left because I came and then uh, never really came back came back briefly when my son uh, was to be born but did you learn English while you were in in school okay starting yeah. from, from what so grade? starting I first self-taught because when I was in school we were actually learning Russian course because as I right. said communist Czech yes so I've learned Russian for a few years and then the wall came down and we were kind of okay you have to change all of a sudden Russian was not popular mm -hmm. so they start teaching us German and what grade uh you know I was uh, elementary six or seven the the I think it happened when uh, we were in a sixth grade we had to finish that's it grade. so from grade seven they will they were teaching us German mm -hmm. but your first language is Czech is Czech so your parents yeah. only spoke Czech at home? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. So, wait, wait, how many languages do you speak right now, just out of curiosity? <laughs> out of curiosity. Uh, I don't know, about five, about I would five. say. But, um, well, I would have to work on my Russian, because it's very, very rusty, because I haven't really spoke Russian for a long time. Okay. So I can, when my Russian friends speak, I can understand what they're talking about. I can still read the azbuka, the, the alphabet, yes. but my spoken uh, would be very bad. So if I wanted to uh, actually talk to somebody in Russian, I would have to work on that for a few weeks, I guess. Okay, so tell to me, growing up, what was it like for you? You You're know, the last of three girls. The last of three girls, yeah, daddy's girl. You were daddy's girl, <laughs> yes. weren't you? <laughs> yes, of course. Did you course. take advantage of that? 
think so. <laughs> I, I think I still do. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, daddy's girl, three girls. Uh, basically, my oldest sister married when she was like 19, so I was 10, when my nephew was born. Okay. So you kind of, uh, I always handle him more as my sibling than my, than my nephew. But you know, I mean, we had uh, we had a nice childhood, very mm -hmm. lovely family, um, small town, so kind of like that. Uh, you know, everybody watches everybody. And right. So everyone yeah, knew everybody. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows everybody. So, so you kind of have to watch what you're doing because uh, you so know everybody would immediately go so and tell your parents. So it wasn't international by any means. Everybody was Czech. No, a very everyone was Czech. Very, very, very yes, homogenous. Yes, I think I think the only foreigners we had maybe somebody from Slovakia <laughs> which at that time was the same country so okay. uh, that was not even yeah I don't think I think I've wow, met my first right. foreigner when I was maybe grade seven when we actually seven or eight I was still at the elementary school in Czech elementary okay. eight years at the time so uh, when I was in elementary I think that was my first time or no I met somebody before when my my dad used to work with some um, foreign engineers because he was so, an engineer uh yes he was a co like engineer for big machines mm -hmm. um but he couldn't travel du du during the communist times but he did came in contact with uh, some of the foreigners from like france or germany or spain that would come to his company and work with him mm -hmm. so yeah. my mom used to be um a sales uh, or like shop assistant in uh, in a cosmetic store okay but then uh, my parents had an accident when I was 10. So since then, my mom is at home. A car accident? Car accident, yes, yes. They were together when this happened? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh. so my mom at the, uh, from that time stayed at home. So, mm -hmm. you know, kind of so from then, you know, she was always at home taking care of us, mm -hmm. being there, kind of laying the foundation of the family while dad uh, traveled a lot for work right. and usually was home only for weekends. Yeah. So what were you like in school? Were you a sporty girl or were you more academic? Uh, I was always very academic naturally. I didn't really have to study. I don't think I really studied anything during the whole elementary school because it just kind of, uh, you know, but came. You had two, but you had two older sisters. I don't think it just came. You had older sisters and you had all their material. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how it was, but I've always, okay. I kind of always been smart as a kid. Okay. So that came. I was not very sporty. Um, I swam very well so like okay I would be winning the in-school swimming tournaments but we could not really you know my family couldn't be sending me to different like bigger city for swimming schools or okay, anything okay. so I didn't really do anything much on that level I played piano do you still yeah. play piano no I how long did you play piano from what age to what oh age? I think from the age of 7 to 14 okay so at that point I kind of had it you know, it was like too much and I wanted to do other things, but, you know, the family p bought the piano and mm. paid for the lessons, mm. so I just kind of had to continue mm. throughout. But what would you want to do if you weren't academic because you were already smart? What were the other things you uh, wanted to do? You know, we had like a sports clubs in the school that I wanted to join, but I joined one at the end, despite my parents wanted me to join English lessons. Oh, they wanted you to? Yes. So instead, I uh, I self-taught English and joined the, the sports team, kind mm -hmm. of like. But it was more of a mixture of like a gymnastics and rhythmics and um, 
a little bit of uh, bowl games. That was it was not a specific sport. Okay. I did little athletics in mm -hmm. school, uh, short like sprint, mm -hmm. uh, high jump and long jump, but nothing. Again, mm -hmm. I didn't went for the athletic teams in right. the because there was just no time and uh, even money in the family left for that. See, so see, see, see. yeah, but uh, yeah, I did kind of that. I always, uh, for me, lucky because I was tall and lean. So tall, even were you the tallest of your sisters? Ah. Uh, I think I am even now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think okay. I am. Maybe I don't even yeah. know if my oldest sister is taller than me or about the same. Maybe, okay. but yeah, at the time and I was lean, so I was fast and I couldn't jump far and I could jump high. So it kind of came natural when the school was sending a team for like an in-school competition that I was right. part of the team, right. but not right. by trying hard. Right. Okay, <laughs> so when you got up to eighteen years old, you didn't go. Did you go to college? Yeah, of course. Yes, I go? went to. First, at the age of 14 for high school, I went right. to um, a big city, that's the second biggest city in Czech, mm -hmm. to study foreign markets, economy of foreign markets. And then I went to Prague, to Charles University, political science, international relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah I always wanted to like rule the country, <laughs> rule the world. So, then, so that's how you, you graduate with that degree? Uh, I didn't graduate. Okay, you didn't no. graduate. So no. you stayed in for how many years? Uh, two. Two years. Yeah. And then what did you do? What, and what then took you I out started of to travel, traveling, traveling, making money. You know, like I just I was like, oh, yeah. What were you doing when you traveled? Um, you asking, so uh, I used to travel for modeling and dancing, so okay. that was part of the uh, whole thing. So where did you so go outside of Czech? What was the first? Place everywhere, you went all over Europe. Uh, okay. Where did I went first? I don't even know. Did you have an agency that was sending you to this? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I don't even know where I went. I, I so would you go and then you come back home? You'd yes. Go okay. Yes. It was usually so sometimes it was one week, sometimes it would I be a month. You know, yeah. depends on depends on the assignment. But did yeah. you enjoy that? Yeah, I loved it. It was great. I traveled a lot. What were some of the places you remember that you enjoyed the most? Iceland. Why Iceland? Loved the place. The nature is amazing. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice people. I had a lot of friends there. You know, they are really, really nice people. So mm -hmm. you quickly kind of, you know, make friends and you want to go back. The nature is amazing. Mm -hmm. I was lucky to go twice, always uh, during the warm, for them, warm months. <laughs> when they have light 24-7, so there's right. no dark. So, right, you, right. you know, after two weeks, you're like zombie because you can't really sleep. Right. But amazing nature. I want to take my son there. So how long were you there? How long did you stay there? You stayed there a month and you got all that in a month? Yes, twice. Okay. Twice a month. Okay. But yeah, you took... But were they at the same time? You know, it the same it's a 300,000 people only. That's right. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's not like you have a big city. <laughs> like you, you walk around Reykjavik and if you walk the same street or we would go to gym, you go to the same gym, very soon everybody knows you. So yeah, Reykjavik is, is, really, is really small. So everybody knows everybody. So it was very much. It felt like uh, my hometown, uh -huh. you know. Although my hometown is only five thousand people, but five thousand. Yes, yes, it, it's barely a that town. That is really small. Yeah. In yeah, my high school, small. I went to a big city high school, but the high school had probably six hundred people. <laughs> Brno, the second biggest city in Czech, it's what six hundred fifty thousand people. Okay. But that uh, that uh, high school is like you know one out of many, so that's mm -hmm. why you have four years, and each year has let's say five classes, so 150, 150 kids uh, mm -hmm. per year. Yeah, four years, so six hundred mm -hmm. plus minus. Wow. So after your modeling, when did you change? When did things start to change for you? Because you'd been traveling all around. Your mom. When I met my husband, it's kind oh, of. Oh, so that's what stop put a stop to it. Uh, 
So can you please stop to it? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I started to work for him in, in his company. And wait, wait, were you you met him where? Here in Japan. Oh, in Japan. Okay, yeah. so you were here. Were you modeling? When you I came here to see my girlfriend. She was here and she loved it. I came here and I fell in love with Japan. You'd never so been here before. That was the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then shortly after that, I've met Kingsley, and that was it to to my traveling. <laughs> you know, domesticated wow. in Japan. Funny That's enough. interesting. So yeah. then, so so then, how how did that take place? After you guys met, then you decided to stay here, or did he go back to meet your no, parents? No, I decided to stay here. Okay. I decided to stay here. It took a few years before we got married uh, and all that. But we, I, I worked for his company because, as you know, he started his company in '93, so okay. his company was already up and running. So mm. I was working uh, for him, and uh, and then we start. You know, slowly we. Uh, opened the hotel in Czech or like it was a hostel so uh, yeah we had an accommodation a facility in Czech so kind of that we would be going back and forth with that and then we started the pharmaceutical the natural natural medicine company mm -hmm. in Nigeria mm -hmm. we already done that together so we started to kind of build businesses uh, together and kind of coming up with ideas no. you're coming from a small town of Five thousand people. Hmm. All right, now you're coming home with someone from Africa, from Nigeria. How did your family respond to that? Luckily, they already knew so. because my parents came to Japan and met Kings in 2002. Okay, so, so everybody responded very well. Even like you know, when we would go for a beer in in the local pub, everybody, right. you know, uh, I think embraced him really well. Okay, but again, it's a small, it's a small town, and he's nice to everybody. You know, right. he doesn't, you know, look down at, at anybody. Right. He's also a boy from a small village, so, okay. so he's nice what was to it, people. The next question is, what was it like for you when you went to his village? Uh, you re was the reception good there? Because it, again, <laughs> it's also, it's nice because people mm -hmm. at the time, I went, when did I went to Nigeria first? I think like maybe 2004, That was your first five. time. With, he was already your husband now? No, no. At that time, he was not my husband yet. When I think, uh, I think it was like 2000, maybe five. I don't even remember when I went first time because okay, okay. it's like. But your first time you went was with him. Yeah, of course. Okay, to see his family. And to everything. see his family so and where he comes from. Everybody was nice. Okay. They, you know, I think they, at the time at least, yeah. some of the children also saw a white person for the first time. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. you get that, you know. But that's the same the thing movies. in Czech too. Um, when you took no, him there. no, no, well, he was definitely not the first one because I brought him in. When did he came to check? Two thousand two, three, and by then it was already long open. And a lot of the, Africans had been and there. And a lot of foreigners would be Africans in and out. Half of my, half of like my generation, lived by that time moved to Chicago and you know or oh, other so cities oh. in America. So and some of them got it's married? different from my city when I grew up, and different from. My city in the you know the year two thousand, a lot of changed after the wall came down. Do you have anyone any blacks living there? I don't even know. In your town, I don't. They might have married. We have a lot country? of. We, well, I think I think some of my, uh, like the people of my generation, might have uh, partners from Africa or America. Uh, that we have, uh, you know, Vietnamese community. Yeah, okay. so because I, you know, they came there, they settled, have children, lived there, run mm -hmm. businesses. Mm -hmm. So it's different, you know. It really changed. I think my city 
when I grew up in the 80s and my city now is completely different because the you know demography changed a lot mm -hmm. and people people live in different countries yeah. from there and people from different countries live there so it's different wow, it's different isn't it something it changes a lot everything changes when the world opens for you Doesn't Czech was never really closed even during the even during the co uh, COVID day there were restrictions of course mm -hmm. they were closed for some time even for inner city travels Did you go? but not like we went we went last month, uh, no, in February we went. The first time since. Uh, first time since, because uh, when COVID happened, we actually spent four months in Nigeria. We were locked down in Nigeria for four months. You couldn't leave? We couldn't leave, no. Because Nigeria, they did a kind of a very strict lockdown overnight. Closed the airports, closed the whole that. town, mm -hmm. closed the whole town. And so for four months we couldn't leave. Mm. Oh, three because we were there for three weeks already when they when they locked mm. down. We were actually planning to leave the next week, and they just shut down the country. Nine weeks complete lockdown. You could not do anything. Mm. Only just go grocery shopping, and then uh, that was a good experience for your son, wasn't it? Uh I don't know. I think he would enjoy it more if it was open because like we have an oh, apartment right. on the beach and you are looking at the beach from your window, but you can't go. Oh, oh it was that lockdown. Yes, it was you locked down. You had to stay in. Yes, you had to stay in. Oh. You could literally just go grocery shopping. That's... And uh, otherwise, other than that, you could not really go around there where there was army, there was a police that was enforcing the movements, the restricted movements. Luckily, we live in a... Uh, kind of uh, high-end area so we could walk around mm -hmm. our area mm -hmm. so we could uh, at least do jogging so we were mm -hmm. not completely sitting mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. house all the time but still we couldn't go and see Kingsley's parents for example that are in a different city so we so once the lockdown was over then you did you go see his family yeah or did you just then leave? we then we just uh, then we go and see his family mm -hmm. and then basically managed to get um, on a plane even before they officially opened the airport and and, and left, and and left. yeah but still four months oh wow yeah okay so you've been in japan for how long now 22 years Tw 22 <laughs> yes. years <laughs> yes do you have any intentions of leaving i don't know um maybe maybe because you know what david uh, our son is now in uh, chugako so that's junior high school but um, yeah, we would want for him to go to high school somewhere else. Somewhere outside of Japan. Yeah, out of Japan and you'd move, to get an you'd be close to where he is. Of course. <laughs> Does he know that? Yes. <laughs> he knows that. Yeah, we are staying put until him, gonna, he finishes high school. When he goes to university, he's on his own. But uh, okay, until until he finishes high school. So you want to have him go to a high school in a different place? Yeah. Okay, where are you thinking? Like, what kind of? We place? are thinking Nigeria because we have uh, our apartment is close to the British School of Lagos. So, the plan is kind of he can go there. He has it five minutes from the house, mm -hmm. so you kind of just drive him there and drive him back. Then what would you wait? Now let's get into what you've just done. You started a remodeling. Yes, company, that's the right? newest. Yes. What's the name of your company? Uh, Art Reform. Art Reform. Yeah. And if you're going to be leaving. <laughs> Well, that's still, still like two, three years. Here? We will still right. keep everything we have here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have a uh, few companies here. We're going right. to still keep them. Hopefully, you know, before we leave, we manage to uh, train enough uh, managers that they can run the place. Because the woman you have was, is really, yeah, really good. Yes, She's very yes. good. We have, we have lovely, lovely stuff. So 
hopefully you know we can kind of delegate and and by then we can teach them our vision for the business and then okay. just be well, you know, in and out. You and Kingsley together? Is it? Yeah, no, it, that's us together. We do everything together. Okay, so so the office he had before, that was the two of you? The office before... Because um, that's where I did the, the yes, podcast Yes, where you him. did the interview that was King's. Uh, there was kind of like a headquarters office for all of our businesses and mm -hmm. that's where he also did um, his uh, financial consulting. Right. Yeah. Right. So now you're doing the reform there? Yes. So, have you done any places as of yet? Yes, yes, okay. we've done we've done a complete reform of a, a residential house. That was that was basically we gutted the whole thing because it was a really old house, and uh, the family wanted a new place. Is it in, in Tokyo? Uh, that one was in Matsudo. It was close to our house. Okay. So we did first. We did the first floor, and then oh they moved into the first floor and we did the second floor as well so now they have a brand new brand new home yep. yeah so what yeah. made you decide to get into reform the two what made you the two of you decide to get into reforming? yes you know uh <laughs> it's funny uh we were deciding deciding what to do with the office because the location opposite you know opposite the national archives with the new skyscraper coming uh we were wondering what to do with it kind of looking for a purpose to use it because we didn't want it to let go but then because of corona we closed four of our bars oh so you have bars we have bars as well okay, okay. yes all we right. had five before corona right. we are left with one are they all in tokyo yes okay. all in roppongi all in roppongi yes oh so they're close they might be yes. in the same building yes. the first not the same building okay. but they're in roppongi <laughs> So okay. at first that office was used for a lot of the paperwork and you know runnings of that of that part as well as Kingsley's financial business, but with Corona we you know closed four of them. Mm -hmm. Four of them? You closed four of them? Yeah. Okay. So you have one now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, okay. we had to let go of four. So then we were like, okay, what are we gonna do here? Uh, the business does not really justify keeping this nice big office. And we were looking for something and at the same time we were renovating our own house and um, by the way that was a fantastic job you guys yeah we did, you did quite the patio, a few <laughs> when you did that concrete patio i watched yes. all of you i mean all three of you out there yes. moving dirt and everything yeah not i think king said something like who needs to wait for someone to come and do this because for us Let's do it ourselves. it's taking forever for yes them to do it. you know what we decided when we came back from nigeria uh, you know, we saw a bunch of things that needed to be done at the house and at that point we had time to do it. So we called in a few companies um, to kind of give us the quotations to do, to put the concrete there, remove the dirt, put the concrete, you know, do some designs. And then for three weeks, nothing, like zero. And then it was like gold, then it was about to be obon and still nothing so we were like hold on they did not even bring the the mitsumori one morning we just uh you know roll up you our sleeves and beautiful yes and, and then there was ourselves. a barbecue pit up there yes so now picture. we have barbecue yes, we have time. everything yes yes so we did that and so we kind of started to do that and then from then we, we built a greenhouse for our turtles. Well, now who has all this knowledge? Are you guys doing this from YouTube or do you, did you come with this? No, wait, mm -hmm. you, some of it's YouTube, right? No, I, I told you, I don't really watch YouTube. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of, 
<laughs> I am. I was brought up in a way you do things yourself when you want to do something around your house. You do it yourself. In Kingsley's you the same way. Um, not really, but uh, you know, he uh, he supports my craziness when it comes to that. Okay. So uh, then we did the we did the greenhouse. Then um, I did when he was traveling. I did our bathroom. What did you do in the bathroom? Uh, changed the you know in Japan you have the wet room and you have the dry yes, room. Yes. So I changed the dry room because when we bought our house we renovated everything except the bathroom. Okay. So it was kind of left, and I was uh, longing for new bathroom. So I first changed because I can't, obviously can't change a uh, wet room by myself. Okay. But I did the the dry room. Uh, as a surprise when he came back from his business trip uh, and that kind of and then little by little you know working more from home you see things that need to be changed around the house because before kings would travel so much that he would not understand why I'm talking about okay this should be done in the house this should be done in the house because he was basically never there because he travels and works so much that okay. he comes home sleeps mm -hmm, gets mm -hmm. up leaves mm -hmm. but then you know working from home a lot changed during Corona changed a lot and he would see okay now I understand why you would have these things so then we also built a little gym in the back of the house you know put up a basketball uh, basketball uh, for for David and things like that like that, that bunch of things and then the last was to do the whole bathroom including Which you also the, the greenhouse you we, said a greenhouse yes, too. we do we did the greenhouse uh, a year ago okay yeah Wow. Yeah. So yeah, we started to do a lot of things, and uh, and basically what happened was then um, one of the guy, one of the guys came and said, oh, he wants to, he would like to start um, his own reform company, but he would want to partner up and basically work for my husband. So oh, okay. So uh, we partnered up with him, and you know, just sitting sitting in the backyard. We said, okay, let's do it. We have the space. And that was literally the day after we were sitting in the office thinking, what are we going to do here? And the oh, next day, the guy came. You know, so I mean, when you when you call, when you are open for opportunities. It comes. And you call for them, they come. That's right, you notice so, it. Yeah, yeah. So Isn't then, you know, uh, did the logistics about the business. And then we opened uh, the showroom there. And right now we are building another showroom in Matsudo. I was going to just give yeah, ask you, we what just are your started. Plans? We just started okay. uh, April first, mm -hmm. the local for for Chiba, because we want to serve the, basically the whole the whole Kanto area. Wow. Yeah. So the the Chiba business, the Chiba showrooms, uh, we are building that from scratch. So what is the plan to have several of these in different locations? For, yes. For now, we will do the Azabudai mm -hmm. office and the Matsudo office. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if the opportunity calls for it, and if we train enough staff, we can open another one somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But right now, uh, right now the goal is two mm -hmm. for this year at least. I think. That's interesting. That <laughs> yeah, but interesting. as things change quickly, so yes, it can it can you know another office might open up soon. Mm. But for now, the two. Okay. Yeah. So is that what's keeping you busy the most right now? Are you doing? Yes. No, I hear that you're involved in so many other things as yes, well. Yes. Yes. So tell me a few of those things before we wrap this up. Oh. Tell me what are the things you're doing? Well, I do all the so all the marketing for all of our companies that we have okay. around the world. And you, this is also you learning on your own. Uh, no, well, I studied marketing okay. as a part of, uh, you know, part of studies. And then, of course, you know, when the business started to develop, I, you know, took a few courses. 
you know, continuous education, I think that's what it's all about. You, you, you learn you as you, you never yeah. stop learning. You never that's stop right. learning. You have to learn to step into the shoes or to fill in the shoes that are needed. So, um, I and I was at home and usually kind of doing the work from the background when David was smaller. So I've also had the chance and the time to take a bunch of few courses and learn what it's all about and how to do that. So, uh, so now I run the marketing and the, you know, PR for, for all of our businesses. Mm. And so I do that. And then, um, I'm on board of, uh, English educational center for children in Africa because um, I really like to kind of empower children, you know, to, to prepare for their future and, you know, get the right education, but also the, the right knowledge um, that it's needed that they are often not taught in school. So uh, I do that. We write books about financial education for children. Yes, we published uh, The Beginner's Guide of Financial Freedom with my husband okay. uh, last year. And this year we have two books coming up. Uh, that, again, that that's like that a continuous. First, that was the first book. Yes, that was the first one. And where would people be able to get this book? On Amazon. It's on, on Amazon. Amazon, both in English and in Japanese. And what's the name of it? Uh, the Beginner's Guide uh, to Financial Freedom. Okay. So it's kind of really for those that don't have much, and I would say also don't have uh, much of education or much knowledge how to go about it, and we kind of step by step explain to them what to do even how to you know manage their finances when they get their pay how to manage their finances so they don't end up spending all the money within a week so they can pay off their debts they can create uh, an emergency fund which a lot of people found out during corona that they don't have that's right and within a month they were left without that's funds right. and without right. income that's right so we kind of teach people how to do that then the part two book that's coming up is uh, focusing on side hustles Okay. So that's literally full book, giving people options of side hustles and what to do. I like the side hustles. Yeah, you okay. know, you have to. You cannot okay. rely on single stream of this, income you, because you, if you do that, you're you setting. Yes, scene. you have to. Yes. So and, and because passive, we you have to have passive income yes, too. you have you to have passive to. income, but you also, you know, you can have three, four, five, ten, depending on on your abilities. But a lot of people don't know that, and they think, oh, let me hold on to my, you know, nine to five. Visit. Right. And, and then they, you know, get fired or, you know, uh, they Sick. cannot go, that, go and do that job and they are left without, uh, without income. So we kind of explain to people their, their possibilities and opportunities. And then the number three is kidpreneurs. Uh, the beginner's guide to kidpreneurs, basically children, uh, that they can start earning money since they are, you know, whatever. Kidpreneur. Kidpreneurs. Oh, so, oh Kidpreneur. Oh, oh, that's yes. the name of the book? Yes, that's going to be. Okay, Kidpreneurs. Oh, yeah. I, instead of entrepreneurs, Kidpreneurs. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Cause yeah. I was okay. So that is uh, the book number three that's coming up this year because uh, we are also going to be doing um, a summit for children, kind of connecting. Um, oh, this is in Nigeria? In, uh, in Africa. In we, Africa right. With the English Educational Center that uh, we cooperate at Cape Verde, that I'm on the board with. And because it's backed by e UN, so uh, we're kind of trying to help children around the world to learn about what they can do. And so the subtitle of the summit is Connecting uh, Curriculum to Career. Mm -hmm. So you can prepare from young age about what you would want to do and how you can reach the skills that you need 
and also how you can make money as a, as uh, a young child or young adult mm -hmm. that you can pay your way because uh, my husband worked since he was 11 years old I worked I had you know since 16 that one is not that big of a deal anymore but you know we've been through that um, supporting ourselves uh, through our young age so teaching our child my, our son works since basically since I he was two he years old I bet, I bet he yes. does. <laughs> since he earns money since he was two yeah yes that was just he born into the life yes so he, he was, and he that. has to he has to hustle he knows <clears throat> you know he has to uh, work for what he wants to buy and what so and he also needs to learn how to handle the money how to invest you know how to what part of his income he should save and things like that's that good, so good. even David will be one of the speakers at that summit because you know the children and how old will he be then what? Uh, he will be 13 then 13 yeah yeah you know <laughs> at, I think at 13 you are already almost and you know there's a lot you can do business travels conferences you know he goes with us for a charity a charity party so he sees that he has to you know okay you make money but you also have to give and you have to help and all that so I mean we take him everywhere and kind of teach him by example he's the best I think he's very lucky he's yeah. very lucky because just the I've only this is the first time I've met you mm. and I can tell from your personality that you've learned that it's a human issue it has nothing to do with race no it doesn't you know cause you know and I can feel that for me it's yeah. different mm -hmm. I think so we are very unusual family so for me uh, I really don't care about anybody's ethnicity because I have friends from everywhere and uh, and then my husband is African so Africans are very proud so <laughs> they are very proud but they are also very strong mentally uh, so I don't see racism in these ways he does not have um, a weak mentality when it comes to his race He's very proud of who he is, and he achieved what he achieved thanks to that. So we are very uh, multicultural family, mm -hmm. uh, and we are very international. So for us, you know, our circle is very different, mm -hmm. and people often don't see it mm -hmm. or see it in the wrong way. So they will right. be like, ah, oh, you know, you are gaslighting the problems of some specific race and things like that. I don't. <laughs> I, I care about people as people and what they do and how you, you know, uh, what good do you do mm -hmm. for those around you. Because our niche is basically bilingual service, because I know how much we struggled when we renovated our own house. And everything comes only in Japanese. And my husband's fluent, I speak Japanese, so we can discuss it with the, with the constructor, uh, con contractors, but still, getting all the quotations and all the materials only in Japanese and it was a struggle so we decided you know what if we're doing this we're gonna do bilingual company so all the foreign uh, clientele can get their uh, Mitsumori their quotations in English and we can discuss with them in English and then we discuss with our Japanese partners and with our contractors what needs to be done but because we are international company we employ people from about 20 countries uh, we yeah yeah how big is your staff now or do you we have a lot we have you know because we have so many we have bunch you of have connections yeah, so you we, have a lot we of have companies. companies so I but I think in Tokyo alone in Tokyo alone uh, we have stuff probably from 10 countries 
Yeah. You know, so we nice. believe, uh, as that's, 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 that's what I say, we do not see people by their nationality, but by their ability. Right. That so, no, so we, we judge people based on that and not based on their nationality. So, you know, uh, so we, so that's how our company is international. So we also offer that service so the international community can, uh, can feel more comfortable when they need to do something mm -hmm. around their house or yeah. businesses. Wow. Yeah. So, Binaka, what would you like to end with? We do a lot of charities in our family. We support some of the charities here in Tokyo. Uh, we have an orphanage in Africa that we support. Uh, we also support animal shelters. You know, we kind of sharing the love. I think that's a, that's the motto of what we try to live by: sharing the love, helping helping others, support them. I wouldn't say not always it's financial help. Some of the charities, of course, they need money. But with some people, it's more about empowerment. That's what we do with the children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that's why uh, we kind of help to empower children to know what they can get. You know, believing of equality of everybody. So we, we don't really belong to any group, like just focusing on, uh, for example, women empowerment or you know, black empowerment or anything, because we actually believe that everybody should be uh, getting what is rightfully theirs, but they need to know how to get it. So more of an equality based on what you bring to the table and what you can bring. And mm -hmm. so knowing this people, positive. yeah, knowing people to uh, how to get what is rightfully theirs mm -hmm. and uh, how to get to that point. So empowering people in general, but then also helping, uh, you know, uh, animals. And because we have uh, we have a beautiful cat at home and uh, two uh, tortoises, sulcatas. So we kind of also try and and help the animal shelters around Tokyo to you know support them. So because they do marvelous job. So to help them. So in general, just uh, knowing that people. Um, should kind of help each other but also help those that cannot speak for themselves like the animals and stuff. so that's that's what we try to do yeah. Lanta, thank you so much you're welcome thank it was so lovely much. it was lovely to be here <laughs> thank you for watching this podcast make sure you press like and subscribe and remember it's all on loan so keep reaching for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed mm -hmm.